Hey alumni, welcome to InterVarsity World Changers, the podcast celebrating God's world-changing work in and through InterVarsity alumni like you. I'm your host, John Steele, and today we're talking with Smiley Abrams, a University of Southern Mississippi alumnus. And Smiley's changing the world through the Andy Abrams Foundation and its vision of a transformative discipleship house. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Smiley Abrams, welcome to the InterVarsity World Changers podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I am so glad that you're here. So excited to get to hear some stories about how God's inviting you to change the world with him <laughs> through the, I know that there's lots of ways that that's happening, lots of ways yeah. that we could talk about it, but in particular, excited to hear about the Andy Abrams Foundation. And uh, Smiley, you are a multifaceted human being. There's so <laughs> much more. You could give such a better introduction for oh, yourself man. than I could. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to turn this over to you and oh, say, help okay. us get to know you, Smiley. Uh, uh, what what do we need to know about Man, you? Man, uh, yeah, I think I was just reading a book about that. It's like saying, like, what, who, who are you? And in in, if you're going to, if you're going to write your headstone. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, we're getting serious so, right off the bat. Yeah. Here we go. But, um, but no, so I mean, I, I in the short, um, you know, phrase, I'm, I would consider myself an inspirational speaker and a poet. Um, so I am the, uh, you know, occupation wise, the area ministry director for InterVarsity in the state of Mississippi. We call the area the Gulf and River, which it includes the state of Mississippi, Memphis and West Florida. And I've been serving in that role for about um, five, almost five years. And then I also um, and you mentioned the Andy Abrams Foundation. I'm a, I founded a nonprofit called the Andy Abrams Foundation in honor of my father. I am a voice actor. Uh, <laughs> my brother does uh, some animations. No way. Yeah, so I do. <laughs> I've been doing voice acting for um, over twenty years. I do a wow. lot of voices for my brother. Thousands of videos. I mean, it's like a lot of videos. So thousands of hours of videos, <laughs> movies, uh, you know, animations and things like that. But I'm That's an really author cool. of. Uh, I have three poetry books and one. Bible City Guide. So I self-publish all of my books. And there's a spoken word album that I have out um, with my poetry. Okay. So those are the things that I that I have. <laughs> um, but, you know, I love cookies and I love Star Trek and Star Wars. That's who I am. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you, walk, you walk both sides of the fence on Star Trek and Star Wars, Oh, yes. Huh? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I probably like Star Trek a little bit more, but um, okay. just a little bit. Wow, that's 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 really interesting. I'd be interested to hear. We don't we won't talk about this today, but I would be interested to hear your analysis on the consistency of Star Wars storytelling versus the consistency of Star Trek okay, storytelling. Okay, yes, another podcast I, for another day. <laughs> exactly. I just like to know what somebody who walks in both camps feels yeah. about uh, oh, yeah. about those things. But yes, uh, yes, for another day. So. Uh, <laughs> yep. I can geek out. Fantastic. There's another podcast I do uh, nice. with my brother about that. So we can talk, we geek wow. out about that kind of stuff. Okay. So. Okay. Very nice. I'm glad <laughs> to know that's out there. Maybe the question's yeah. already been answered for me then. <laughs> well, in addition to all of these things, Smiley, you are also an InterVarsity alumnus. That's Would right. You, yes. Tell me just a little bit about the, about Smiley's origin story with InterVarsity. How, did, how did that relationship kick off for you? 
Yeah. So, you know, when I graduated high school, um, I actually preached my first sermon the day before I graduated high school and I challenged, I it was the baccalaureate service and I challenged all the high school graduates to find a college ministry when they go to college, including me. (laughs) And so before I even stepped foot on campus, I knew I was going to be a pilot for college ministry. Mm. And um, day one, uh, I went to the University of Southern Mississippi and I was looking for two things for college ministry. I was looking for something that could, I knew I was called to ministry. So I was looking for something that could help me to grow in my leadership. And then I was looking for something that was intentionally multi-ethnic or grew up in a Mm multi-ethnic church uh, founded by Dr. Perkins. And so that's the, that's the environment that I grew up in. And so, um, InterVarsity was that. It was like, oh, mm. this is a place that was intentionally multi-ethnic at Southern Miss. Really the first InterVarsity, the first multi-ethnic group in the 60s, late 60s. The first, inter, uh, yeah, the first multi-ethnic group in the 60s was in, was InterVarsity at Southern Miss. Wow. So like that, that Southern Miss chapter was the first interracial group ever on that campus. That's amazing. And so I found that out later, but um, <laughs> that was definitely like, okay, this is where I need to be. <laughs> and so I got yeah. connected, led, started leading my first Bible study my second semester, freshman year, and was actively involved, you know, the whole time, four years. Okay. Wow. So uh, ma- gave this great commission to everybody, including yourself, yeah. and mm-hmm. and then immediately got connected with this chapter that has such a history of right. of uh, multi ethnic fellowship, and uh, that's that's really cool. I mean, uh, a fantastic story in and of itself. But I mean, when you when you think about your years as a student with InterVarsity, is there like a, a specific memory that stands out to you? Mm. Of like, gosh, this feels like sort of the quintessential student wow. with InterVarsity moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so many. Um, there's so many. I think that. Probably if I think about there was a moment where I was leading a small group Bible study and it was just one person um, and I invited heavy and, um, you know, I was hoping that more people would show up, but we're we're discussing things. And throughout the Bible study, I'm looking in the hall to see if new people were coming. Mm. And this person looked me in the face and said, who are you looking for? I'm right here. Wow. And that right there (laughs) challenged me because I'm like. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm so busy looking for the next person to show up. But like, and so like my fellowship, I begin to focus really on like you invite heavy, but focus on who's in the room. Mm. And that's that's really what shaped that shaped my ministry. Wow. <laughs> you know, that was over 20 years ago, but like that shaped or about 20, yeah, about 20 years ago. And so that shaped who who what I do. Wow. And how I do it. That's first of all, that's a that's an encouraging reminder to those of us who are tempted to cancel Bible study when only one other person shows yeah, up. Yeah. And, <laughs> and what a great reminder of walking that line of ministering to those who are present while right. keeping an ear open or an eye open for like who's who's missing. Like yeah. thoughtfully, who's missing that should be here that we that we're either we're we're forgetting about or, you know, whatever it might be. But not forgetting that there are people in the room right now who right, are ready exactly. to be discipled and to encu- be encouraged uh, with with their walk with Jesus and in, in this community. And wow, that is that is a shaping experience for sure. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's a shape of who I am and how I do ministry. Absolutely. <laughs> 
I love that, man. Uh, I, I would love to hear more of those kinds of stories, but here we're, we'll, we'll start advancing forward pretty significantly. Okay. Smiley, you know, as well as me that in the culture of InterVarsity, we talk about lives transformed, campuses renewed, world changers developed. And yes. here on this podcast, we would love to talk about any of those things, but we're going to lean into world changers developed this, okay. All right. this, uh, this, what does it mean for an alum like you to be a world changer. And, mm. and so as we, as we define what an InterVarsity world changer looks like, this, this is the way that we lay it out. There's two main components, and that's first, someone that's had a formative experience with InterVarsity. Anybody can be a world changer, but to yeah. be an InterVarsity world changer, it helps to have had a formative experience with InterVarsity. Absolutely. Uh, and, the, and then the, the second piece of the, those four loves that we talk about with mm -hmm. InterVarsity as well, the growing in love for God, in love for his word, for his people of every ethnicity and culture, and in love with his purposes in the world. And so Amen. when we think about those things together, that's, that's, the, that's the foundation that we lay for what it looks like to talk about being an InterVarsity world changer. And Smiley, you are a world changer. God is using <laughs> you to build his kingdom in the context that he has placed you in. So we've alluded to this already a little bit, but please, would you just give us a history here? What is the Andy Abrams Foundation and where did it come from? Yeah, thank you for that. It's just it's weird as I as I <laughs> equip people and tell people often that they are world changers. It's just it's just definitely different to hear that someone says that about me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. Lest we yeah. forget. Yeah, it's true. So that's what that's what my purpose. I really desire that. So mm. um, when I became the area director, I wanted to. I want as an area director does well, hire more people. Like that's part of the the idea is like, I think this is a great job. And part of the the work of an area director is to have more staff <laughs> to serve the, the ministry <laughs> and serve the mission. And so, yes, um, as I was thinking about how um, the Lord sustained me over time to be in ministry for so long, it was really one way was that I inherited a property from my family and I was able to rent that out and I was able to use that beyond the, challenges of fund development, fundraising. Mm. And so I saw that and I was like, yeah, you know, this, what if I was able to create something that could help other people that don't have inheritance mm. and maybe create something that can build some resources to help sustain ministry. And that's really where the vision came about of doing a discipleship house to have a house where they that can bring the resources to um, ministry work. But then also I was able to live in community at the Spencer Perkins Center with the John Perkins Foundation uh, for a few years. And I used that time to build a lot of the, the work at Jackson State mm. and that I saw the impact of how community living both could help students long term, but also built fellowship on campus. And so I'm like, you know what, what if I was able to do both at the same time? <laughs> and so yeah. I ended up buying a house, a property not too far from campus, um, which continues to still needs a whole new like renovation completely. But when I when I bought the property, I began to pray over the space and I was reminded of when I was a child, um, I grew up in the neighborhood. My dad was working with uh, Voice of Calvary Ministries, doing, which is the ministry that John Perkins founded in the neighborhood, helping people to become first-time homeowners. I was around mm -hmm. there every day um, at six years old. My dad is helping people do this in the community, and I'm just observing it. So he passed away when I was 16, um, so wow. it's almost 21 years. And during 
that time when I was a kid, I saw the impact that he made on lives. And of course, he he made an impact on my life. He discipled mm-hmm. me, poured a lot into me and developed who I am as a leader. And so um, he never wrote a book, never published a book, never, you know, wasn't a national speaker. And, you know, most people don't won't know his name. Um, but sure. the impact that he made on me is transformational. And so part of the, le- the what I would desire to do is to honor him, him and his legacy that he made. And so I called, I created a nonprofit in honor of him um, called mm. the Andy Abrams Foundation. So that's his name, Andy Abrams. Okay. Um, so it's after him. And uh, yeah, me and my sister were thinking through ways to honor him well. Um, and so that was part of what that was. And then the idea is that it's used to develop leaders and really taking, taking a lot of the principles from what I do in, in a varsity and just mm-hmm. moving it to another level beyond the campus level. And that's pretty much what the purpose of it is, is to help transition, not necessarily just transition, but like helping whether it's recent alum or seniors in, in college to move to another level in their own leadership. Wow. Uh, I And I, I love that this is this is built on a built on the. Watching your dad in yeah. in these places and what and taking the skills that you've developed and learned on staff with university and saying like okay here here's an opening that the Lord has provided I can Absolutely. take these skills these things that I've developed to this vision that I've seen somebody that I really love and care for uh, and and bring these things together in a new context in a, in a new way and uh, and to help people move forward in, in, yeah, taking these next steps in transition. I mean, as we talk about alumni work, that's, that's huge for us is talking yeah. about transition. So I, I love that that's part of the framework that you're thinking with that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so what, I mean, this is, this is a, a beautiful vision. I love the idea here. So Smiley, let's talk about like sort of in application, what has the process actually looked like as you've pursued this oh, vision? Man. What are some of the things that you've, what are some of the things you've gone <laughs> oh, through to, to see this happen? <laughs> yes. Oh man, that's a lot. Uh, okay, so well, let's do it. I'm let's, excited. Yeah, I'm let's, excited. let's talk about it. So, I mean, the, uh, the nonprofit came from almost I worked backwards because okay. I had a vision for this house. Um, I didn't really have a big vision for a nonprofit. I was just like, I really want to see a discipleship house. And when I purchased the property, I just bought it in my name. It was, you know, I'm like, we okay. do this. Then people were like wanting to support it. And so like, hey, like they want to send money to help the process. And I'm just like, I understand the nonprofit world. Um, being a part of a sure. national nonprofit, you know, but being around nonprofit literally all of my life, you know, <laughs> so like my yeah. mentors are nonprofit, <laughs> you know, um, you know, Dolphus Weary started his own nonprofit, worked in nonprofit. Like these are my mentors that I'm around. I uh, mm. got a certification in nonprofit management when I was in college. Wow. So like all that stuff is like there. And so I was like, okay, I guess I need to probably start a nonprofit <laughs> because as people were sending the resource, like they were trying to send funds. I was mm. like, wait, well, you can't send it to InterVarsity because it's even though I'm, my purpose is to serve InterVarsity, it's not an InterVarsity property. So like right. legally, you have to you had to do something different. And so I was like, well, maybe I can create this nonprofit to actually support what we're doing in the house. And so the house needs still needs work. And so the vision, I bought the house in 2018. And the vision is like, okay, well, it just needs a little bit of renovation and then I'll be able to have people in it by, you know, 
the end of the summer, you know? Right. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I wrote that out. I'm a visionary and I plan, I, I know how to plan in my mind five, 10 years. Like I can see stuff like that. Okay. And so, but like with this, I was like, oh, this should hmm. take longer than a year, you know, like, but now I've never in my life done anything like this before. And so um, I had the vision, I casted it, shared hmm. it with everybody I know. And so it's like, this is what we're going to do. And people were excited. Uh, and then, yeah, I had a lot of a lot of help. Volunteers come through, you know, churches, local churches, internet, mm. like nationally, they come around like, gut, you know, doing a lot of the demolition stuff, gutting everything out, got some video promos. And it was just a lot of momentum, right? Summer okay. 2018, you know, end of 20, beginning of 2019, like all that stuff was going. And then I hit a brick wall. Like literally there's like, you know, like <laughs> the sledgehammers through the wall, you know, like we had that. But then like just mentally, I didn't know what to do next. And so I, I you know, I had a few people that were, you know, general contractor type folks that I knew a little bit about, got random estimates. And I still didn't know like what to do, even if mm-hmm. I had all the money. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have all the money, but I'm like, I don't even know what to do next. (laughs) And so then, you know, 2020 happens because this, so it happened right before then. So I was like, I don't actually stuck. I was like, I don't even know what to do. (laughs) And so even if someone gave me a check, I still wouldn't know my first step. And that's, that's where I was. And that was as a visionary, that was really challenging for me because I'm like, I don't know. And I know, I know the end picture, but I don't know where, how to get there. Do you think there's any chance that that like you being a visionary, you you say you can see five, 10 years down the road and like where to move in this direction? Do you think that you're not seeing that in this stage had anything to do with the Lord being like, listen, this pandemic's going to happen. So let's like just it's possible <laughs> like that. He was just like, you're there. You will not be able to do anything here anyways. Yeah, that's I mean, that is very. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> like <laughs> the Lord is sovereign. He is so he is sovereign. And so um, even thinking about a couple of things that allowed me to take my time and slow down, I was able to buy the house like I didn't have a debt on it. So like there was no debt on the property. I didn't wow. make out any big loans to anything. So like all of the rent of all of the demo was volunteer labor. And so like wow. 2020, even if even if if I had it done, it would have been challenging, like getting people in the house. And I would have probably had a big, you know, I could have had a big debt. <laughs> <Right. laughs> oh my gosh. Figuring out what to do. So like, even, even like, I never thought about it like that, but like God's sovereignty is real. And so like I hit yeah. the brick wall before, and then I'm like, okay, there was a big pause. The world paused and I didn't set foot in the house for about a year. Wow. Um, there was a squatter living there. Uh, and my neighbor, I have a, I did, you know, connect well good Southern Mississippi. We get to know our neighbors. <laughs> so um, it's important. Sitting and on so, the front porch together. Yep. Yep. So there's the, na- and the neighbors, the neighbors, uh, you know, in the city for, you know, 40 years. And so she's been in that community. So there's a neighbor to the right of the house that's been there. Then the, the house, the, the property to the left is a daycare center. It's actually a Christian okay. daycare center. And okay. then behind the house is of the fence that that borders the back of the house is a church. So that's what surrounds the house. So there's a church, daycare center, and then a, a neighbor that's very friendly, that's very well aware. So she was telling me there's a squatter in the house that I need to deal with it. 
so oh my gosh that was a lot um yeah. and so after about a year of not even being in, in the house i was just i was overwhelmed at what could be and i'm like, like what had to happen and i'm just like i don't even know what to do but after having to confront and i mean about me i don't like confrontation um, I just like I, sure. I was praying that everything would magically go away. Like that was I was like, Lord, like, just deal with it so I don't have to worry about it. Please, and it's like yes. then I get a call. She's like, I just saw him walking in. You need to deal with this immediately because this is dangerous. If, if the house could burn down, it could be my property. Oh, like man. deal with this now. And I'm yeah. like, OK. <sighs> so I set foot in the house, talked to the guy. He was actually very respectful because I saw before then I saw. Uh, he had like a tent up on the second floor and like a little area that he kind of carved out, like, you know, like got out and it was organized. Like he okay. had a Bible in front of his tent. He had like his shoes lined up on the side. And so like he was there. <laughs> he lived there. Yeah, <laughs> so, seriously. And, so, and, he, and he told me that he felt safe and that was why he came there, you oh, know. Wow. <laughs> and so um, and he was very respectful, but we ended up, you know trying to find him another you know, place to get out. I'm I'm not in the homeless business. Like I'm not yes. an expert in that. I want to be friendly to the people that's around me. Um, yes. the, the, um, and so the unhoused. And so I just don't, but I'm, that's not my expertise. Like it's like, sure. I, I, there's people that do it and I like direct you to the people that know how to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I know my lane and that's the thing I learned too. <laughs> There you go. And that's, and that's an important, I mean, even as we're, as we're thinking about like the, the things that God has called us into, like the the work that he has given us to do, Mm -hmm. he's, he's not called us to be experts in every area. Right. And, and so that like there, there is something to be said for where the places that you need to distinguish between something that's good and right and just and God honoring and people honoring. Right. And that, and those same things, but they are what God has actually called you into. Absolutely. And where does it look like to say, I'm, there's a God and it's not me. And there are people that he has called into this. How can I empower them to do this well so that I'm freed up to do what God has invited me to do well? Yes. Yes. And I was just thinking this yesterday that I'm so glad that I am not a, a superhero, uh, thinking Mm. about the way that (laughs) I was watching different superhero movies, how the world like the world is being destroyed and they have to, there is their responsibility to make sure the world is not destroyed. And I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, you know what? That's not my responsibility. Like, (laughs) and it never will be. (laughs) It will never be my responsibility to make sure the entire world is not destroyed. There is, there is release in that. And so even as I do ministry, I know that is not my responsibility to make sure the entire world is not destroyed. Yes. No, my lane. I could direct him. So the guy, he ended up leaving. I'm not sure what happened to him, but he left, moved all his stuff, okay. helped clean up some of the space too. Like it was very respectful. And at that point yeah. I started getting a little bit more vision. Uh, mm. And it was like, it's not as bad <laughs> as I think, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so that happened. I connected with a couple of people that was giving, helping me with just practical things overall. And one of the things I started asking the Lord for, and it was about, I think about uh summer, maybe a year and a half ago or so, I began to pray and ask the Lord, you know, to give me wisdom. So all this stuff happened with the, you know, during the, me confronting this this uh, squatter and dealing with a lot of that stuff and renewed vision yeah. happened during my sabbatical from InterVarsity. Mm. So I was taking a six-month sabbatical and it was like I was just processing what to do next. And so this was still during the pandemic, 2021, spring 2021. It's like you couldn't do a lot anyway. Yeah. 
Right. And so I'm like, all right. So things started moving a little bit slower. I mean, a little bit like kept a little bit more pace, but, you know, just slightly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but I asked the Lord for wisdom. I'm like, Lord, yeah, can I like give me some wisdom on how to do this? Because I don't know what to do. <laughs> and even with the nonprofit, like I've had like I had some board members on paper, but it wasn't really functional. And then just like a lot of things. I'm like, how do I? you know, make this happen. I, I I do feel like I'm just owning this myself. And I know I, I know that I have exhausted, and that was a point, I've exhausted everything I could do on my own. Mm. And I'm pretty independent. Like, <laughs> you know, like I self-publish <laughs> my books. I design them. Right. I format them. I write like, it's like, I can, if I can do it myself, I will do yeah. it. And yes. I don't have indie, to wait. Indie to the max. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I, I know how to do a lot of things, some things, but, um, this I do not know how to do. <laughs> I, you know, played around with trying to put some floor down. You know, I've learned a little bit homeowner responsibilities, you know, like that. Sure. But like, I can't renovate a property myself. <laughs> like, I know my lane and that's not it. So, Lord, like, Lord, give me wisdom. And I remember praying for that. And then I end up, you know, getting a couple of partners on the way. And and there was one that was a potential a um, couple of banks that were potential lenders. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I can, because I know I needed more than what I had. And so I was like, sure. okay, maybe I can get a renovation loan to finish this project. And so um, this is where I'm not, still don't know all the steps I need, but I'm just like, well, this is something I know. I know I need resources, like that's right. it. And I got a guy that could probably help me f- get the renovation stuff done. So like, all right. And so during that time, um, I got two rejections from the banks and I'm just like, man. And then the, the second rejection, it was where the bank, you know, the CFO was talking with me, a CEO was a person I knew. And they were like, you know, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that this happens. They went to the house, checked out the property, loved the vision. They were Christian mm. banks, too. I was just like, oh, man, this is like all like setting yeah. everything up, this like everything it. I this need to make it happen. <laughs> it was happening. And then like, you know. I'm sharing with some of my mentors, like excited me, you know, like, hey, this is where keep us in prayer. We're moving forward. And then, you know, they say, hey, we're not going to move forward with this. But we'll donate, oh. you know, a thousand dollars to your to your project. Now, the house, just to give you for those listeners, like the house is not it's a five thousand square foot property. Um, wow. So it was like a fourplex. And so it is. And we're in the process of so we gutted everything out to the studs, took all the electrical, all the plumbing, all of that stuff is out. And so it just big and it's got good foundation. And so it just needs new everything new. (laughs) But it's going to be about eight bedrooms, you know, for student living, that space. And so it's a lot of work. It's a big Uh, space. (laughs) It's a big space and a lot of work. So it's not like I can just, you know like a regular house. Like, oh yeah, I can right. just get it for my own house. Like it's not the same. It's like, it's four houses. Sure. <laughs> so if you take that, if you ever play Monopoly, right? Like four houses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What it is. You're about to swap that thing for a hotel, man. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. And so it's like, wow. this is a lot. And so after getting denied, I was really like, I was on the floor praying to the Lord, like, what do I do? Like I'm doing what I know to do. Like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> and so I actually remember uh, a couple of days before I get the rejection, I asked I asked Dr. Perkins, I called him up one day. I was like, hey, like, how do you always think outside the box? Like, this is, you mm. know, he's been mentoring me, pouring into me for pretty much all my life. And I was just like, how do you, how do you think outside the box? Because this is, and he was at, what, in his 90s, he's in his 90s now. 
It's like always thinking outside the box. Like if you ever spend any time with him, he's like always having something new. And I was like, I need to think about something beyond what I can think about. Right. <laughs> Cause he's, and he's always <laughs> doing it to this day. And wow. so I asked him that and he was like, you know, and it's so, so profound, so simple. He was like, you know, Jesus has the answer to the impossible question. Mm. And I'm like, okay. And so he's like, look at Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to Jesus and he asked him an impossible question. And, you know, John three is like, how does a person be born again if he's already right. born? That is an impossible <laughs> question, but Jesus has an answer to it. <laughs> and if you look at what and everything he does, it's an answer to the impossible. Hmm. And he's like, it's so simple. The Bible is a source. <laughs> it's a source. We think about our four loves, God's word. If you can love God's word, that is the source of anything that you think and think outside, think outside of yourself, um, you know. The sources, yeah. the scriptures. Yes. And so I'm reminded that after I get the rejection, I'm like, Lord, I need something. I need something, you know? And so I'm flipping. I'm like, well, do I need to flip through the Bible? You know, like random. I don't know if you ever did that. Like, Lord, you're <laughs> oh, sovereign. Yes. Help me find a scripture. You know, and maybe that'll be something for me. How do you think my high school devotions went, Smiley? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, find something that's relevant. But um, I really, as I was asking the Lord for wisdom, I thought about the story of Solomon and I'm like, mm. well, maybe a proverb could, could give me some wisdom, but um, like, let me read about Solomon. Like how did he yeah. get wisdom? And so I started reading that in Solomon and Samuel and got to the point where it said Solomon took, it took him seven years to complete the temple. Mm. And then I think the it was like the end of chapter six or something like that. And then the next verse was like, and it took him 13 years to complete his palace. And those two verses, they're two different chapters, but in juxtaposition, and even in the story of how he built the temple, it's like he gathered different artisans and, yes. you know, different people from all over the region and gathered them, you know, they took, they rode ships over the, you know, over the seas and, you know, like also <laughs> right. a very detailed chapter that describes how. And I'm like, huh. And this is what the Lord's word for me was like, you think you're behind schedule. Mm. And that was a lot. Of, I had a lot of shame and I still struggle with that. Honestly, I still struggle with that because I'm a visionary and it's, not, it's to this day, the house is not done yet. But the, the word was, I think I'm behind schedule because I live in a world that wants things instantly. Yes. <laughs> like the microwave right. is too, too slow. And I actually <laughs> like just just a real reality. I stopped using the microwave during my during my sabbatical and I haven't touched a microwave like to do any of oh my, my food goodness. since. And it's not, it's not that my food is eaten um, slower or faster. Like, it's like the food is still like the food is actually better. <laughs> it's better quality and it doesn't yes. take as long as I think. That's the thing. It's like you oh. think you speeding things up with the microwave, with your instant, yeah. your instant mind. But the reality is you're allowed, you're not behind schedule. Take your time, mm. take your time. Enjoy the process. And Jesus said it, you know, worry about tomorrow. The tomorrow has this day to worry about. Like, yeah. you know, see first the kingdom of God. Like, you don't have to worry about all these other things, <laughs> you know. Right. And that was, the, that was the word of wisdom for me. Like, Lord was like, you know what? Like, allow the artisans, allow the pieces to come into place. Take your time, hmm. you know, and do it right. And that's really where I've been at. I'm like, you know what? I'm not trying to rush into it. So whether the house is going to be done, you know, next year or in another five years, I don't know. You know, I hope it's not another five years, but I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, I think the vision is there. It's inviting people in. And so where we are now, 
during that time of asking the Lord for wisdom and that at that happened, there were a couple of like different people that asked me questions of things I didn't know how to answer to as far as the property, the house, the vision. And so like in that process, I started, I developed a strategic plan. I did some like a monthly like training on nonprofit development that this is all outside of university stuff. And then I ended up, you know, revamping of board. And one of my goals for 2023 was to have a quarterly board meeting. And that okay. has been done. Like, I was like, oh, wow. my goodness. Nice. <laughs> At my last board meeting, I said, guys, we did four board meetings this year. <laughs> and so, like, and it's their, their quality. A couple of alumni from InterVarsity nice. are a part of okay. the board. So That's one awesome. that was a part of the group that I, like, two 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 alum that were a part of the fellowship that I started at, or that I was part that I developed at Jackson State. They are part of the board. They're they're wow. married with a ch- kid now, living. They might need to be on the podcast. They're great alumni. Great alumni. And then another is like in the seventies. I think she was, uh, but she knew my dad. She was, you know, wow. came to Mississippi and poured into me. Been a been a great mentor of mine. Um, but she was an alum at InterVarsity. I didn't know about this till I started working for InterVarsity. But she was a part of InterVarsity, but I knew her when I was three. <laughs> so, That's so yeah, so she's a part of the board as well. And so, like, it was a high quality, you know, just a four. And in that process, strategic plan has been developed. We started focusing not just on because th- what I realized is that the the nonprofit one aspect of the nonprofit is the discipleship house. Okay. But there's more. Um, so just to being able to develop leaders is the key focus. And so we can, we're, you know, we can do a little bit more than, you know, once the house is done, this is a platform that we can use it. But even before yeah. the house is done, we're going to be doing different things. So we're talking about doing a, like a retreat for leadership development. Um, okay. and this is different. Like, it's like, it's, like I'm so inner varsity, so it's like it's hard to not, you know, I'm I'm as inner varsity as you're gonna get. Sure. <laughs> so it's like a lot of what I do is is incorporated a lot of that, but it's but it's That's outside awesome. of that. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like this is be you know, developing leaders outside of that. So so yeah, where I'm at right now, that's where I'm you know, that's where we are. So we have yeah. that, you know, a solid board. Um I just I you know, I got an architect that's finishing up my plans for the renovation. And we're using, we're going to get some contractor, uh, general contractor bids soon to get a clear estimate on the process of renovation. Mm. And once I have that, then I'll know exactly what I need. Because that's the big question yeah. right now. It's like, I actually don't know the answer to that. Like, how much do you need? I don't know right. that yet. Don't um, know. Of course, you know, renovation projects can be different based on prices of, you know, lumber and all that stuff. But yeah. So that's that's they, they, that's a little bit about where we are. <laughs> wow, so. man, what a what a journey that you have been on, and that's not done yet. Like yeah, that's, and that's done. what's interesting to me is that <laughs> even as we even as we talk right now, like you have these moments of success that you've hit. Yeah. Of like we set this goal of quarterly board meetings and we hit it. Yes, and I've gotten some of these trainings and I'm learning all of these different things, but. And, and we're learning like, hey, here are places where the house aspect is one part, but there are right. other things that we can focus in on and that we can make some more progress on. So there's like some – there's like fits and starts. There's places where you're seeing progress. There's places where you're like we're still in the same place that we were a year ago. Yeah, and yeah. So when you come across those kinds of things, like – how do you keep saying yes to Jesus and this Man. partnership through all of those roadblocks? Man, you know, I said it earlier, but I really do believe in the sovereignty of God. 
Mm. Um, that's been and any student I tell them that that's my answer to a lot of questions. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it is it is something that and I can I can rest in the sovereignty of God mm. because the fact that I know that I'm not the one controlling this. And there's things that I don't know about that God know that God is over and beyond my understanding. And so I think that's that's how I can say yes. I mean, I know that like, you know. I look at how God has provided for me. And I was even yesterday at church, we were looking at Psalm 23 and it's like, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want like the reality that I have all that I need (laughs) and want. Like, it's like, it's, that is true. And so like, I can keep saying yes to Jesus is because he has everything. He Mm -hmm. is everything you know, and in Philippians four, like he will, he, like the God of peace will be with me, you know, and I will have access to peace, the peace of God. Like, that's just amazing to think about. I can have access to the peace of God in a world that's broken. Yes. Um, And I, and the, and the God of peace is next to me in mm. a world that's broken. Um, And I think that, you know, that as I think about, that's honestly why I like the name Smiley. I tell people that God changed my name to Smiley. And it's really, it's part of that story of like, you know, I mentioned that my dad passed away, but he had, he dealt with a lot of sickness before. And so Mm. before he died and I saw that peace of God and the God of peace with him in the midst of that. And when I saw that, that's where I fell in love with Jesus. And I started expressing it by wearing smiley face stuff and that people started calling me smiley. That's really what it was, but it was a joy (laughs) that I have in my heart. That's unconditional, that fruit of the spirit. That's yes. in my heart that I have unconditionally that I can have peace. So I follow Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Mm. So, yes, and that's you know when as we talk about these stories, it's so easy for you know it's, I mean it's called the InterVarsity World Changers podcast, and so it's yeah. easy for us to put you Smiley in the driver's seat of the story and be like, man, you are changing the world, <laughs> and and you know that's sort of short form for what yeah. we really mean, which is. God is changing the world. This is God's project that he's going to do with or without you, Smiley. Right, yes. And so, like, <laughs> freedom. So even if you make no movements on right. these things, like, God is going to do it. Yes. And the cool thing is that you get to do it with him. And, like, yes, that, and that, that just brings in, when we stop to think about it, mm. <laughs> when we stop to actually meditate on the reality of God's sovereignty, as you said, yeah. that he's going to accomplish his purposes no matter what. He will not be thwarted. Right. That we can sit back and say like, man, these roadblocks, like I'm I'm sort of the I'm sort of the go between in all of this Mm -hmm. in some ways. But these are God's roadblocks to overcome, not mine. And I'm just I'm here doing the things that God gives me to do and not doing the things that he's not giving me to do. Yes. And, (laughs) And like, yes, the peace that that can give of deeply rooting ourselves in mm. God's the one changing the world. I just get Absolutely. to be a part of it with him. And, and uh, Jesus has full authority over all of these things. And I'm just going to watch him do this in his time. Amen. Amen. As you, as you do these things and you've already alluded to some of this, but I, I can you, as you look back on your time with InterVarsity, what are some of the what are some of the formative threads that you see that have been a part of helping prepare you? And there's been more than just InterVarsity, but what are some of those formative yeah. threads that you've seen that have helped prepare you for these times that you're experiencing oh, man. now? Um, so, you know, I think that 
and I think I I mentioned it, yeah, alluded to it, but the love of God's word, mm. just knowing how to like, and I, I mean, it's, it's like lessons of inductive Bible study. It's <laughs> knowing how to study the Bible for myself. It gives me mm. life. And it's mm. like now I have, I just, when I can read the word, even at, at church, hearing a sermon and like, okay, here's the passage. And I can break it down while they're preaching. Like I'm thinking about this word and it's like, the word is powerful, you know, by mm. itself, you know? <laughs> and so seeing that gives me life. Yes. So I think that's what, that's a really important that as I look back at my time in university as a student and as a, as a volunteer and as a staff, I think that's been my journey, just being able to show God's love, fall in love with God's work. Mm. And then I think that realizing that, and you, you just said it, that God is, God is moving with or without me. Mm. I learned, I learned that from, my time or start early on volunteering um, with university right after college, I was actually starting a Bible study at Jackson state. And I didn't think that I was planting a ministry. I was just there. And, but during that time I did have a lot of my, like the thought of my answer, like I'm going to go and save the day. You know, mm-hmm. I thought I was, a, I thought I had, a, I had a superhero complex, like I'm going to go save the day on these campus. And so, <laughs> yes. but the truth is and so as I started, and I remember specifically when I was volunteering there, I was doing a weekly prayer. No one would show up, and so I did a Bible study and a prayer meeting. Even though no one showed up, it was like Wednesday at noon, and I ended up taking like a sheet of paper and went out of the middle of like in a meditation room. So I walked around and asked people for prayer requests, wrote it down, and prayed for them. And I did that every week, and nice. so I was doing that out of a sense of obligation at first. And I was mm. like, I got to have something to do. And I've really sensed God saying like, like you praying, but what do you, do you even know what you're praying about? Like I was in the room praying. And I'm like, what do you even know? Like, do you even know? You don't, I didn't go to school at that camp. I, I didn't know the campus. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know the right. people there. And so as I started doing that, I saw that God was there. <laughs> like I met Jesus <laughs> while he was doing, like I saw him. He's wow. like, Hey, Welcome. Like, welcome, as I'm already caring about these burdens. And that's the thing is, like, I'm praying for Mm. the prayers, not because he needs me to pray for them. (laughs) Right. Like, I'm praying for the prayers so that he can show me what the eyes and the heart that he has for that campus. Mm. And that's what I learned. And so I'm like, okay, I want that. Give me your heart, Lord. (laughs) You know, (laughs) give me your heart for each person. And that's, that's really what keeps me going. It's like, you know, like if I can see God's heart and I think that's when I get blinded is when I don't, you know, when I, when I'm blinded by my own ego or my own, or my own agenda and I don't see God's heart and I'm ignoring the, that he cares because he cares. Yeah. And so when I'm reminded of that, that's when I'm more in focus. I think I answered your question. Yeah. Yeah, There's a couple of factors in university that helped me go. Yes, uh, a deep love for scripture rooted in scripture that has this outpouring of love for people. Yeah, and that's it. keeping keeping eyes open and aware of what are the things that what are the things that are happening in the lives of the people around me? How is God already moving in them and and what's my role in all yeah. of that? Yeah. And yes, yes. Well, so then, you know, thinking about other alumni who are listening to this story right now, alumni like you, Smiley, who are 
partnering with God, probably whether or not they realize it, are partnering with God in his world-changing work or who yes. are actively trying to figure out, like, how do I meet God in this context and partner with him in this? Mm. Is there a word of advice or encouragement that you would give to other alumni like you in those spaces? Mm. Man, I think that if you're asking the questions, like, how do I, how do I partner with God in what he's doing? And I mean, I think the question that I would ask is what is God doing? Mm. You know? <laughs> and so it's like, you know, that's really where, uh, I think when we know, when we know what God is already doing, becoming more aware of what God is already doing. So in your neighborhood, in your community around you, I mean, that's where it's like, okay, how do I join in? I think that's, that's really where, that I would, that's the the question that I would begin to ask. Um, Cause I think that even the story about the way that I was praying, it's like, you can pray in a vacuum, you know, and that's fair. Like that's God is God, God is sovereign. Like I told you, that's my answer. Like, so like, <laughs> yes. that is great. You know, it is okay. And like, I think that the Lord knows that I believe in the spirit that can intercede when we don't know what to say. So like do that, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also think that there's something powerful about getting, um, getting into the midst of what's happening. Um, mm. So whether it's volunteering at a place, connecting with people to see what God is doing in the lives of people around you. And it could be in your, you know, like at, around, I don't know if you're in your job or around, you know, what you do, but like there, and I'm, hopefully you may be connected to a local nonprofit that does stuff. And that's the thing is like, I, you don't have to start things on your own. Like that's the thing. Like I think that, <laughs> yes. you know, good partners and that's where it's like we do look for people people that start things do look for people that have skills and um, abilities that they can you know volunteer and connect so like yeah find some nonprofits locally that you can volunteer for and connect with and see what god is doing um even if it's just a couple days you know in a year like it's like you're seeing what god is doing and it's going to make a make a difference and you might end up leaning somewhere um that you can pour into a little bit deeper Hmm. I I really appreciate that of because I think so often we can just get caught up in thinking like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? As opposed to just like, well, go look at what I'm already doing. Yes. And just like, (laughs) and what what fits either what fits Mm -hmm. either with the the giftings that I've given to you or the discipleship conversations that I'm having with you right now and just jump in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that does feel like I I love the, I love the leadership development that we do with InterVarsity, Mm. but sometimes I think we forget that we don't have to be the ones that start something. We don't have to be the ones that plant, just like you said, like you said, you don't have to start a nonprofit. That was, that's you. That's you. (laughs) (laughs) Smiley, that's what you were invited to do, but maybe not the rest of us. Maybe the rest of us or many of us are invited to participate in what has been started. And I think that that, I think that that's a great word because I think it frees us up a little bit to say like, just look at what's already going on and, and, and jump in. And like I said earlier, you don't have to be, you're not the superhero that's got to stop the world from being destroyed. (laughs) So goodness. Yeah. So maybe just pick one, maybe just pick one and just really invest well in that one. Absolutely. Oh man. 
Uh, Smiley, two last questions for you. One is how can people stay connected with you and with the Andy Abrams Foundation? Yeah. And and then last thing is how can we be praying for you Absolutely. in the work that you're doing? Yeah. Um, so you can, um, yeah, stay connected. I think I try to stay active on my Instagram most of the time. Okay. So Smiley Jason underscore is that my Instagram handle. Okay. Or you can look at me, smileyjason.com. Um, I can link off my nonprofit is Andy Abrams foundation.org that's okay. the website for that um so that's just ways you can follow me and of course Perfect. if you want my any of my books smiley abrams on amazon or my website you can find any of my books there and then as far as ways you can be praying i mean that i think that and i mentioned the challenge as a visionary um when the reality doesn't line up with my vision Mm. I don't stop dreaming, but it's the challenge is I really need wisdom and strategy because to me as a visionary, it's like if you ever bought somebody a Christmas present and you, and the thought that you have, you already bought the present and you wrapped it up. And so you're like, okay, in your mind, you're just excited about what they're going to do when they see it. You know, it's like, okay, I know. And then you can, I don't know for me, I like Maybe you're not like this, but I know for me, I visualize what they're going to be like when they open it up. You know, that's when I buy it. As soon as I nice. see it, it's like I can see their face when they open it up in my mind. <laughs> and that's yeah. that's kind of what it's like. It's like the it's like the anticipation of Christmas morning. Um, for me, when my vision doesn't line up with my reality, it's like that. So there's there's a hope of anticipation, but there's also like this like when will Christmas is your kid? Like when will Christmas come? <laughs> so that's part of what that right. is too. It's like this. So just pray pray for wisdom and strategy. Just for me as a whole, like as I balance, you know, being an area director, continue to build uh, the ministries on campuses in the area, as well as um, develop this nonprofit. And then, of course, the renovation, um, because, yeah, I mean, I don't know when the house will be done, um, but this is the direction that we're moving. And so I'm just I need wisdom on how to communicate that, how to continue to cast vision and invite people in. Absolutely. Man, we will make sure that all of those items make their way into the show notes so that people can reference them and and easily uh, engage and pray. And Smiley, thank you so much for for joining us, for sharing this story, for, I mean, for continuing throughout the course of your story to point us towards God and be like, he's sovereign. He's the one that knows and, and what it looks like to draw encouragement for the long haul from God as he's the one that's changing the world. And thank you for the work that you're doing, the things that you've said yes. Uh, it is exciting to see alumni like you saying yes to Jesus and the ways that he's invited them to, to invited you to change the world with him. So thanks a lot for sharing that with us. Amen. Thank you. Definitely an honor. Thanks for tuning in, alumni. Check the show notes for more information about today's guest and for ways that you could be praying for your fellow alum. If you know someone who needs to hear this story, take just a moment to share the episode with them and then be sure to leave us a rating and a review as well. Now go change that world, alumni. Thanks for listening to InterVarsity World Changers. This podcast is brought to you by the InterVarsity Alumni Relations Team, hosted and produced by John Steele, production assistance by Mike Santera, and our theme song is Crazy by InterVarsity alumnus Andy Minio.